I just think it could really jumpstart people's journey inward to the outward and reconnecting their world and the world around them, like what you've been saying. Like, it's a connectivity. It's an it's a exercise in connectivity, you know? I think we're all connected whether we like it or not, but those lines in between us that bring us together, I think can be revealed when your eyes are open. And sometimes your eyes are open when you're in the middle of a wonderful creative process. Welcome to the Living Centered Podcast, where we enter into honest conversations about pursuing a more centered life, rediscovering, reclaiming, and rooting in to who we truly are. I'm your host, Miles Edcox. I'm your host, Lindsay Nobles. And I'm your host, Mackenzie Vogt. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Living Centered Podcast. Today we're bringing you a really fun episode with Miles. And we're going to give you a behind-the-scenes look at the creative process of the acclaimed artist and musician, Chris Coleman. A few months ago, Chris partnered with OnSite to create a series of unique art pieces that are featured in OnSite's new brand video, Reconnect the World. This two-minute video illustrates the struggles that so many of us are feeling, disconnection, disillusionment, and dissatisfaction. And it offers us a way back home to ourselves and each other. If you want to watch the video, you can head to our show notes after the interview or to OnSite's landing page at onsiteworkshops.com. Sitting down with Miles, Chris discusses his own creative process that's featured throughout the video and how it connects to his own story. As you'll hear in the interview, art and the creative process played a huge role in Chris's OnSite journey. If you're feeling disconnected from yourself, the things that make you come alive, or perhaps just need a little jolt of inspiration today, I guarantee you're in for a treat. We're so glad that you joined us, and I can't wait for you to meet our friend, Chris Coleman. Well, hey, buddy. Hey, man. Good to see you. Thanks for uh, coming to do this. I've been excited to share this conversation. It's kind of a, it's a conversation that, or or a a few conversations that you and I have had as it relates to developing this piece that we ended up collaborating on and putting out into the world. But, you know, I kind of want to take us back to... uh, I don't even know the timeline, but I know it was a few years ago when you and I were on a, a phone call, and then you ended up, uh, you know, coming out and doing a little work at, at our place at Onsite, and um, I believe we were sharing a meal um, on maybe the last day of your experience, and we were just talking about the importance of uh, transformation and what it looks like for us as human beings to kind of just reclaim and reconnect to the parts of ourselves that can get just disintegrated Mm -hmm. and that we can abandon along the way. Almost every human being I know does it at some point, but a lot of us don't take the opportunity to take focused time and say, all right, what parts of my narrative historically just don't belong anymore? And what parts do I need to to kind of get in sync in order to live into the best version of who I know I can be? And we were talking about transformation and reconnection and then talked about kind of our model of how we like to guide people there and how it's very um, action and experiential oriented. And I remember saying that it, it, it's really an artistic expression um, of, of humanity and the human spirit. And then your your eyes lit up, and of course I was already a fan of of what you do. We've known each other for years, mm-hmm. uh, back when you were just doing music, <laughs> yeah. and and then uh, I became such a fan of your art. But in that conversation, um, your your eyes lit up and said, "Speaking of artistic expression, you know, can I show you something?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah." And so you walked me down to the the cabin that you had been staying in, and 
uh, invited me in and the walls were just filled. Uh, <laughs> you've made yourself a, a literal yeah. uh, art studio. I'm supposed to be journaling, yeah. you know, but <laughs> vandalizing your cabins with my paintings. I'd never seen yeah. that. I was just, I, I walked in and I was like, I, I was in like an art studio mm. and you, it felt like your story was just all over the wall and your expression. And so t tell me about that experience. Yeah. Um, well, just being there, you know, away from the distractions, away from the cell phones, when you're really going inward in that time on the exercises and talking a lot. And, you know, it's, it's an experience that for me, creativity blossomed. Like every time I went back to my room, instead of turning on the TV or checking my phone, I just would start creating. And I think that that experience was, was such a good facilitator for that creativity. And, and really discovering how to put what I'm feeling. I know this sounds really generic, but I, I really felt it for the first time of pure expression of things that I was feeling inside transferring from my fingertips to the paint to the paper and then the lines that that creates tells the story putting each painting up on the wall then tells its own story which i guess is reflective of my story but it, it's kind of a way of journaling and writing for me is just i i kind of i've done it in hotel rooms when i've been touring or traveling i've just sat and painted and put them all up on the wall and see what is it that I'm feeling? <laughs> what, what is this telling me? You know, that was the, the amazing discovery I found with art, through art. You know, I think it's a gift to humanity for people that feel that call to express through song or music or writing, painting. But my experience there dovetailing with my creative instinct just really caught fire after having some breakthrough moments than the programs, you know, it's a very visceral experience. Mm -hmm. A lot of head, no um, head knowledge became galvanized to, into my character and into my person, you know, the, the way that you, you show up to onsite, I showed up to onsite and I, f I was just, um, how did I get here? Wow. You know, and I mean the great here, how did I arrive to this point where, Along the way, little moments of peeling myself off and abandoning that and showing up empty but ready to be filled, you know. I love the way you, well, I like the word galvanized. I haven't thought about it quite like that, but I like the way that uh, you talked about, you know, how often in life do uh, a lot of us feel empty. Like there are parts of ourselves and our stories that we're just all human. Nobody escapes adversity. We all experience a significant amount of stress and that impacts us, our nervous mm -hmm. systems, our minds, our brains, our spirits. And uh, I don't think there's anybody in the world that cannot relate to like, oh man, I feel exhausted or tired mm -hmm. at some point in our stories. But rarely do we take time to say, I want to show up empty because I'm ready to be filled up. Hmm. Well, it's the, it's the for, yeah, it's a willingness, right? Um, I, I can't reconcile any other reason we're here on earth, you know, I mean, there has to be growth. There has to, be, but but before that happens, there has to be willingness to grow, right? And before willingness, there has to be an awareness of like, oh man, okay, this isn't the best version of myself. And I know that's an overly used phrase, but what an opportunity that we've had and that you're giving people that are willing, that are aware, that are willing, and then that's when it becomes traction, you know.
Yeah, I like that. And I'll tell you what's been what was interesting about our moment there. And it happens a lot. You know, people come to a place like Onsite um, to, to receive some, you know, hopefully to receive something that they feel um, the team I'm lucky to get to work with can can give. And that what they don't recognize is that usually when they come, we end up receiving as a team as much as anything mm. we've given. Because everybody, I think, brings their unique gifts and energy to a space like that and make it better. And you did that not just for OnSite, but you did it for me in that moment. And I don't know if I've shared this part with you, uh, but you know, we, we know uh, experientially, which is, you know, art is one of those elements that fall underneath an experiential, um, experiential umbrella, which is a modality and a methodology that we use to support people in the change process. And we use a lot of art and music and, and uh, in, in drama and role play in our process. So I can tell you, you know, scientifically w w the benefits, what, what it does. I can also tell you from, from experiencing it interpersonally and then also witnessing it with a lot of people that it's, it's profound. You know, I can watch people come into those settings and usually you take a room like an onsite and, and we create, you know, like uh, 16 by 16 spaces with uh, uh, 12 feet of uh, cedar uh, just left wide open so that you can draw and do parts of your story and then put it along the wall and create it because we know that when we say something to someone, it activates just a third of our brain. But when we see it, uh, it activates two thirds. Mm -hmm. When we make it kinesthetic and put it into action, it activates all of it. And so why wouldn't we want to engage all parts of somebody's story in order to help them heal? And I've seen that and, and I think I had it here. I think mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I understand that this works. I'm glad we get to continue to do it. But I'd never seen anybody take it and go do it in their own expression. And what I saw from there is I thought, you know, so many of the tools we introduce at OnSite feel like they're for OnSite, and then they never live on beyond that. Yeah. But you showed me that you took that into this space, and then you actually gifted me that art. I don't know if you remember that, but I've got it framed. I need to show it to you. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I was so proud to get those particular pieces because something unlocked for me that day from when I saw, oh, here's what we do therapeutically. You turned it into action. So now here's what I do interpersonally for myself and something I'll continue to do. And you're an accomplished artist. And so that, that's not a jump for you to go create amazing art. But for me, I'm not. But I walked away from that feeling like, you know what? There's an artist that lives in every single one of us. 100%. And I get to go put my creativity into action. And it doesn't have to stop, in, in my case, in a personal growth process. Yeah. Well, the barometer should be not am I a good artist that's going to be selling in galleries in New York and Europe, but it's like, am I being authentic in this moment of creating what's inside of me? You know, like that to me is the most compelling form of human interaction is sharing something so real and authentic and it has a vibration to it. And you know, when it's true and, and sincere. And so I think that is a graceful way of excavating pain and mm. yourself and soul is putting it on paper and, and, and being willing again to not judge it. You know, like that's what I found through this journey of painting is like, I did it because it felt good. And I wanted to look at these things when I was done with them. I didn't necessarily want to share it with people. That was my wife who taught me into commoditizing it and <laughs> selling it, which it's done well. And I'm thankful for that. But I have to keep that space sacred because if I'm doing it right, 
I'm, I'm having a suspension of time and thought, and it's just pure feeling and emoting and glossed over eyes. And I kind of don't really know what I'm doing until I snap out of it. And I look at what I'm done. And I, that's when it's right. That's when it's, and that's, everyone has that capacity. I truly believe that. And that it might show up in a different form, but again, that's the reward is having a moment, be it brief, of pure authenticity and honesty that hopefully then spreads out through life, everyday life. You know, I just, I really think that authentic interaction with humans is the most beautiful thing. That's also one of the most forgotten things, you know, how easy it is to disconnect through whatever cordial social norms and small talk and this and that. But man, it's like, what an opportunity we have every day to have that moment of suspension of ego and judgment and overthinking and the voices in our head silenced by just pure, it's like surfing the beautiful emerald wave. It's, you know, if you think too much, you're going to get tumbled over and buried, you know, it's just, but if you're in a balanced state, you know, it's a beautiful ride. Even talking about this now, after the fact, it's reminding me of the origins, which I love tracking stuff back to the origin story of why we create and why we wanted to put something out in the world, like what we did with this piece, which I would say this piece, in a sense, was more artistic versus like, let's make a brand video mm -hmm. for Onsite. It was like, no, let's make a PSA for humanity. Mm -hmm. And let's don't try to sell them something. Let's try to share our, our experience, our strength and our hope in hopes that it might inspire other people to pursue their own version of feeling connected to who they are, their own version, their own artistic expression. And that may not be at onsite and that's okay with us. We just want to inspire the world. And a lot of that started from that day when I, I saw your work in, in your room, because, you know, there's a, there's an old comedian guy named George Carlin that used to say, words are the way we hide. Mm. And, and I really believe that. And a lot of people after an onsite experience, particularly if it's a friend that's coming through, then we'll connect on the back end and, and they'll unpack, say, here's what I did. And, you know, hope, and, and it was a really great experience and here's what it did for me. And they'll tell me the whole story. You didn't do that. I mean, you used, you walked me in and you were like, and I literally was just walking around looking at this and you used very little words, but I felt like I got to see and experience your transformation. Mm -hmm. And another important thing happened that day. Uh, was you said, hey, you know what? Uh, because I was really moved by that. I don't know if you remember, but I was like, this is unbelievable to see what you did from our experience and then transformed it into your own. And now you're sharing it with me. And in a way, you came here to be transformed by us and I'm feeling transformed mm -hmm. by you. And I thought, man, can't we do more of that in the world? Because ultimately, I... I love what we get to do at Onsite, and, and I think there'll always be a need for it. We'll keep doing it, but I'd love to work ourselves mm -hmm. out of a job one day mm -hmm. so that the stuff we get to experience there when the walls are down and people get to be a, all of a human, all of it, you know, mm -hmm. that we, we could start experiencing that in our living rooms and in our boardrooms and as parents and just have real authentic conversations. And then that leads us all the way up to me making a phone call to you. And uh, introducing the idea that, uh, you know, our creative team is so talented. They're just mm -hmm. great storytellers. And we've never had the luxury of having people help us tell the story of Onsite. 
we've just counted on the people who've experienced to go talk about it, which has been great. But now we've got this amazing team of creatives mm -hmm. and they're passionate about helping us tell our story. And they said, we, we, need to, uh, we need to create something visual for people to be able. And so we start brainstorming about that. And it took me all the way back to me being having a transformational experience by seeing your art and thought, man, if I think visually about what our process looks and feels like, it really feels a lot like um, somebody creating art and the evolution of it and then revealing it. Mm. And so I called you and I thought, this is a crazy idea. And I, he's probably going to either laugh or say, I don't have time for this. But uh, we had the best conversation. And you immediately went back to your own story. And you said, this takes me right back to remembering my experience of how I showed up, what I went through, how I transformed, and I'd love to be a part of it. Mm. Yeah, well, it, it, and I felt even more strongly about that a few years after my time there because it, it, it wasn't a spiritual high, a mountaintop high. You know, I don't trust those. And it's been more of an integration into my life and a better, like a higher base point of my existence. I think. And um, so I, again, what would it look like to guide people on a journey to express themselves through a medium of paint or writing or some kind of creative workshop that I think would tap into that childlike mentality, you know, where you're not worried about the results. You're not worried about what people think of it. You just want to have a whimsical time and create, which is something that y'all really emphasized at the beginning was visualizing yourself as a child. And it was one of the first times I knew how or attempted to give myself grace, mm. you know, from whatever self-sabotage and self-hatred that I carried with me for years. We don't have to get into that, but I think it was just some misguided religious upbringing, you know, in the South. Yeehaw! <laughs> it's like, so here I am, and I see myself as a child, and I'm like, oh, man, I do love that kid, man. Like, what happened? It's okay, you know? Like, that was the great starting point for my time at Onsite. And, and again, if I'm creating right, if I'm writing music or playing or painting, if I'm doing it right, I'm doing it as a child, you know, up here. What was it about seeing, take us to that moment, because I think a lot of people don't necessarily get that experience um, to envision and or interact with themselves at a younger age. Mm. What was it like for you when you... Oh, man. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is, I mean, I got emotional when I saw my myself, because I was almost seeing it from my future self. <laughs> it's like want to protect him from all the hurt that he was about to go through. <laughs> but um, again, that's why we're here. And I don't regret anything, any trauma or um, setbacks or things that felt unfair along the way, because that's a part of the, the bricks that built my foundation, you know? So, but that was powerful. It's, it's a powerful exercise if you can, really let yourself go there you know yeah for me thanks for sharing that and for me i had done some of that work where i got to be reacquainted with uh, a younger part of myself 
and wanted to just nurture, foster, and like you said, protect. Mm-hmm. And and then I had kids of my own. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when it really got emotional for me because suddenly I did my best to, to, to connect with the younger part of myself, but I really connect and nurture to my kiddos. Mm-hmm. And I could be more empathetic, more graceful, more unconditional, more protective, and more loving of them than it was for me to be with me at a younger age. But when I had them and I started recognizing, how could I treat you like I treat my own kid? And why why, why don't I? Um, then it really started to drop in. Yeah. And I've just noticed that my empathy, I would say, my empathy for years towards others has been pretty good. It's, you know, it's why I do what I do in a way. I just feel empathetic towards the human experience. But I've always struggled with being empathetic towards myself. And it was that kind of work that you're experiencing or that you talked about was when I felt like the bridge was complete. And I, I wanted to treat me the way I would want to treat my own son. Mm. And there was a time when I would hear somebody explain this like you're doing now. And I would in the back of my head go, no, I don't deserve to treat myself good. You know, I, I'm supposed to suffer. I'm supposed to be, you know, I'm not worthy of any success. I'm not worthy of any happiness. I, again, I, that wasn't my family upbringing. It's just somewhere along the way, I had some twisted philosophy and theology or whatever that as a young person really prevented me in my growth to um, be empathetic. Like I was not empathetic for a long time. And um, I just figured, well, this is the this, this is who I am. It's the way I'm going to be, you know, <laughs> take it or leave it. But there was no dimension. There was no depth to life with that. And it's so counterintuitive in a way because the world that teaches you to, to conquer, to win, to be the best. And man, I have found there's so much more strength in letting go and trusting in the buoyancy of truth to always rise and, and you know, take us on these journeys that we can't navigate and like control where that's both going all the time. It's the holiday season, and as much as I love the holiday season, it's really chaotic and it can get stressful and overwhelming. And we were having conversations about this time of year with our team, and we thought, what if we all did 30 Days of Living Centered together? Yeah. I don't know about y'all, but this fall just felt like everything sped back up, and I have been hanging on for dear life. And so the idea of pausing and reflecting and taking a moment to start each day out with a daily rhythm and practice just seems really helpful. And Mm -hmm. so we're going to dive back into 30 Days of Living Centered. We want to create some community about it. And we hope that it helps support you through the chaos of the season. And how cool would it be, I think, as I was thinking about it, if we all reached the new year and instead of starting to instill practices, we started the new year already having done 30 Days of Living Centered and kind of have those rhythms and practices already in place. So instead of running into the new year exhausted and burnt out, what if we could go a little bit more centered and a little more grounded? I love that. All right. So head to 30 Days of Living Centered. You can find it at onsiteworkshops.com slash 30 days. And if you use the code podcast, you'll get it an additional 50% off. When you initially, uh, you know, taking us all the way back to when you showed me the art that you had done while you were at 
on site and you said, hey, um, I'm in a space where I'd like to be a part of something like this for other people. And then I put that call in not too long ago and said, what do you think about overlaying that experience that we had back then and seeing if we could somehow share it with other people in a way to tell our story? And you had a lot of excitement about it and said, I'd like to do that. Tell me why. What about you would want to share? Because I know it's a personal process, like you talked about earlier, your, yeah. your art. But why, why now is it important for you to kind of share it with others? Well, I think, I mean, it's, it's what I want to propagate because I've seen the fruits of it in my own life and the lives of others around me. So it's a noble venture. It's a noble focus and desire. You know, like it, it's not something that I, I can analyze my motives and thoughts behind it and I, I don't find any reason to do it for gain or anything other than man I know what has been a catalyst for me and my healing through this vehicle of art and creativity in that atmosphere of on-site you're already when you when you go to on-site you're already in this environment of people on all kinds of levels of their journey but it's it's palpable and um i just think it could really jumpstart people's journey inward to the outward and reconnecting their world and the world around them like what you've been saying like it's a connectivity it's a it's an exercise in connectivity you know i think we're all connected whether we like it or not but those lines in between us that bring us together, I think can be revealed when your eyes are open. And sometimes your eyes are opened when you're in the middle of a wonderful creative process. And maybe there's anger behind it and, and purging. Maybe there's curiosity, maybe there's sadness, maybe there's joy, I don't know, but whatever it is, the vehicle is always there with music. You can play a sad song. You can emote sadness with a minor key. You can have bold, strong lines with sadness or anger with art or, you know, whimsical, wispy, whatever. It's the vehicle and you can have the choice of expressing it. And there's something about seeing it, you know, instead of talking about it and thinking about it. Yeah, I appreciate the way you frame that up. And I think we have a much more likelihood of, of, of keeping something, particularly something sacred, when we hold it loosely and are able to give it away mm -hmm. and share it. And I think that's what this whole piece was about. If you think, you know, when we talk about in the video how maybe we feel, we say we have the world at our fingertips, but yet we ask the question, is this all there really is? Mm -hmm. And you and I both have a lot of creative friends that have had a lot of success. and. And I, and I know, um, I'm sure you can relate to people having achieved the height of what they dreamed of since they were a little girl or boy, uh, mm -hmm. professionally or creatively, and then the next day felt down and mm -hmm. depressed. I was like, well, now what? This wasn't what I always thought it was going to be. I thought it would fulfill <laughs> yeah. me. I know. And, so and we've, true. we've had those conversations, and, and, and we say, is there more? And then in, in, in this, the narrative that we put in this video, we say, maybe we feel disconnected from the world because we're disconnected from the world inside ourselves. And then we, we move it all the way along to where we end by saying, when we reconnect to ourselves, we actually reconnect the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what this is all about at the end of the day was, and, and I love that our processes seem to mirror each other so well that you say, this is not about me. It's not necessarily about my art. Um, and I would say, this is not about on-site. 
uh, we just happened to come together because we connected on a, a message that we wanted to share with people. You know, one last piece I would I would be curious about was when you immediately went into the studio and sent me a picture or two of like some art pieces that would be kind of custom uh, for this experience, for what we were talking about doing. And then the team went down to your studio and, and spent a day with you. And you came up with something totally different. Mm -hmm. uh, and talk about where how, the evolution of the pieces that we're going to get to share with you that you actually, that you're seeing, they're seeing in this video, but you're going to get to see them. Those right. of you that get to come to onsite and then we'll try to make them available. But how did that manifest? Well, it's interesting because I felt myself going back into the self-doubt mode when I was, it, I was honored to get this opportunity and to be asked by you guys to team up and work on this art piece. But again, I start thinking too far down the road, like who all's going to see this? Is it going to be right? Is it going to be believable? And you know, all of that feedback loop that it's not ideal to have as an artist or a human for that. And so I was a little worried throughout my first few drafts of what we were doing and looking for. But again, hands off the wheel, the team shows up to my studio in Florida. I have no idea what we're going to do. I have no idea they're setting up cameras and lights. I'm like looking at that blank canvas, like I have no idea what's about to happen. I mean, because if you don't get it, it's not like you just reschedule and come back next week. You know I mean? <laughs> you got schedules mm -hmm. to keep. And so hands off the wheel, start getting ideas flown around the room. There's a good creative energy bubbling. There's no egos but clashing. It's just, let's, what's, what's going to facilitate? What's going to be bigger than us and our ideas? And it was a joint effort. And just by literally swirling my hand around, maybe messing up at something and Candy's like, Ooh, what's that? I like that. Keep going. And then it just evolves and, oh, this could be the story. The blue in the middle of it starts growing. That's the life. That's the growth. That's the healing. That's the connectivity to the world. You know, where the first painting's kind of dark and chaotic and confusion. And then the pieces slowly evolve into the growth and it becomes easier to look at and, and uh, more green and blue and prettier colors. I mean, it's still, but at the same time, it's not a Picasso masterpiece. It's literally swirling paint around but i think the story behind it of the the team and the uh, and my doubts and fears and then it all working out it's the hands off the, the white knuckling is just it's a killer of creativity and a killer of growth and so i'm just so thrilled that, that came out the way that it did with everyone involved and you know, it's not like I had them come into my studio and this is the way it is. Here it is, you know, take it or leave it. Uh, I feel like it was almost like being at on-site, you know. <laughs> but that's the natural propagation from those of us that have been in that world and have healed. It's like you kind of want to live it, mm. you know. And that that's exactly why we did that. We wanted to do this. What you just explained is I felt like you were explaining a process that's important to you. You did parallel it to growth. Mm -hmm. You said white knuckling and it's a killer of creativity and growth. I was like, come on, there's a quote. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, but that that's the process of people coming and doing a deep dive on their their story at onsite. It, they're so parallel. Mm -hmm. And which is why I think they merged so so beautifully. So 
if there was something you'd want to share with with uh, you know people that are going to see this piece and that may be encouraged by it or it may provoke some discomfort as they think about where they are in their journey and, and they may be curious about pursuing their own version of personal growth like i said it doesn't have to be at onsite just in general just starting to ask deeper questions and understanding that i may deserve some healing opportunities uh what would you want to share with them well i mean what i expected to get out of life and what I got out of life is the reason why I went to onsite because I went to the top of my mountain. I got everything I want. I had gotten to the point I've wanted to get in life, achieved everything I wanted to achieve. And again, it's like, why am I miserable? Why am I so much more empty? And I mean, look, there's not one program and not one book that's going to be the silver bullet to healing. Um, it's been a process, but Again, my time at OnSite made it more of a visceral experience that I could hold and turn this knowledge up into, up here into my being and the way I'm operating and the base point of my operation of my life. And um, man, one of the trappings that prevented me from that was taking myself seriously. You know, I mean, there's so much freedom and liberation when you're just like, man, okay, I'm a mess. All right, it's okay. But I don't hate myself for it anymore. Mm. You know, golly, how do you grow when you can't stand yourself? Mm. And um, so, I mean, yeah, it's scary. But if, if, if you're expecting something out of life, and I, I just believe it's the universal law. There was a time when I was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure I'd be happy if I had that. I don't know, you know. Uh, but yep, I know that one. You know, when somebody's like, you know, money doesn't buy you happiness. I'm like, eh, good, a little bit. Uh, it's fleeting as it was. But yeah, so now there's just a million things around me right now in this moment that I'm thankful for that give me so much joy than anything I've accomplished or what I'm going to accomplish. And so anything that comes after that success or failure, it's just a part of the journey. It's a part of the story. It's not the trajectory of your life forever. It's just there's cycles, there's seasons, you know, nothing stays the same forever. The great pendulum swings here and there and back and forth. So there's just so much to be thankful for in this room right here, you know, and that's the only place I'm at right now. And it took quite a bit of effort and years and practice to just have that basic awareness, right? And it's what we all start with, but somewhere along the way we get Live in the past, anger, regret, resentment, live in the future, anxiety, what ifs. It's like, none of that is right here in this chair because it's not there, you know? And so, yeah, selfishly, I want people to have that untethered lightness. Life is hard. Life can be dark, but you don't have to wear it like a wardrobe, you know, it's it's, I just want people to be liberated from that thing that most of us create ourselves. You know, it's, it's not that complicated. We complicate it infinitely. Well, so it's, again, it, it's laughable for me on my journey. It's like, golly, why did I? It's okay, though, you know, but places like OnSite, which is, there's only one place like it. And 
All I can say is that's where I started really getting the traction instead of treading the water. Mm. Yeah. Well, whew, I, um, <laughs> bunch of bullshit. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was, uh, thinking I might have something insightful or inspiring to say myself to follow what I had invited you to share for people that were watching this, but I honestly don't think I could follow that or say it any better. I'm serious. Uh, some of what you said, I was over here just thinking, okay, all right, I need more of that. So well said. Uh, thank you for sharing your artistic gift, but just more importantly, thanks for sharing your heart with us. So I would just say to you, uh, if you are watching this and, and, and curious at all about your own story, or maybe you feel activated or overwhelmed a little bit by hearing about uh, what it's like for two guys to experience treading water and then trying to grab some traction. Um, I want you to hear this is an incredibly human process. And uh, we're not two experts here trying to talk to you and tell you what you need to do. Your journey is your journey. It may never involve uh, Chris's work or on-site's work. We're just here to inspire that we feel like we live in a world that feels a little untethered, a little disconnected, like that original painting feels a little dark and confusing and chaotic. And we fully believe that you can pursue, pursue the transformation to have more light and color in your life. And, and it's not something any of you need, but I, I really believe it's something every single one of you deserve. And so thanks for following along, uh, watching this piece. I hope you value it and I hope you'll share it. And also thank you for hearing about how it kind of came to be, you know, how this was inspired. I've been so inspired and have grown a lot through the, the evolution of this process. And so we wanted to just bring you all along for the journey. And at the end of the day, hey, we're, we're just two guys that are trying to turn our, our mess into a message. And, and we hope you will do the same. Thank you for listening today and for committing valuable time to share space with these powerful stories. Make sure you hit subscribe to get all of our inspiring conversations with these incredible people delivered directly to you. And if you found this conversation particularly impactful, consider supporting the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. When our emotional health is suffering, many of us begin to feel alone and overwhelmed. If you're in that place right now, we deeply encourage you to ask for help. If OnSite can support you in connecting the dots with one of our programs or other offerings, our admissions team would love to connect with you. Simply call 1-800-341-7432 or visit onsiteworkshops.com.